There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Fifteen years ago today, Chris Daughtry signed his first record deal after placing fourth on American Idol. I spoke with Daughtry during the pandemic about his sensational rise to rock glory. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. I guess we're all stuck home during the pandemic. Is this just your way to, to give back to everybody? Uh, yeah, a little out of boredom, too. Like, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we, we're all kind of itching to get back out on the road. And, and uh, I never really, I never realized how much of my identity was wrapped up in touring until two weeks into quarantine and I'm like who am I <laughs> you know this uh, identity crisis and um, but it's been great being at home and and you know spending time with the kids and and my wife and it's been great for that we do have a sound stage set up uh, in Nashville that we're renting out we want to keep it loose we want to you know uh, we want the fans to feel engaged it's certainly weird for us because we can't see them it's not like a zoom call um, <laughs> But um, we thought it would be awesome if we were able to pair up with venues because we know how important they are to the community and we also know how important they are to the music industry. Um, we played a lot of these clubs. I'm not sure if we ever played the Birchmere, but um, it's such a legendary club and it just seemed really cool to be a part of that part of that legend. And, uh, you know, we want to see these businesses uh, hopefully stay in business and keep going. Now, remind our listeners... Um, where you were in life and in your music when you went on American Idol, that was season five, memories from mm. the show and sort of where you were in, in life and how that just changed everything. Well, I was, uh, I was working at a car dealership. I was, you know, doing the, the daily grind, playing clubs on weekends sometimes to try to get my name out there. That was, that was hard because I wasn't much of a cover band. So where, we, where I lived at the time, there was a lot of you know, market for cover bands where they wanted bands to come in and play three hours, but they didn't want any original music. So it was always kind of tough to get a gig, surprisingly. And um, so I didn't have a steady gig. It was always kind of like one or two a month. But um, yeah, going on that show um, certainly uh, turned the Turn the pages on that one. <laughs> <laughs> why, why do you think it almost seems like the runner-ups almost do bigger than the winners sometimes? Yeah, Jennifer Hudson, Adam Lambert, yourself. I mean, what is it? Is it just the national stage for the existing talent you already had? I, I kind of like to look at it that way because I know nothing was given to me. It didn't fall in my lap and, and I had to work my ass off. And, and even after the show, um, it, was, it was a lot of work. I was, you know... On days off, I was writing for a record and, and uh, I didn't have days off and everybody else was, you know, hanging out and partying on the idol tour. I'm, I'm in the hotel room writing and recording. <laughs> Good for so, you. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's, it's I, I believe you get in this world what you put out and uh, I always try to do my part. 
Awesome. Now that self-titled debut you referenced, you were working on an album, Daughtry, um, yeah. went to number one in 2006. It was huge. You had what? It's not over, home, over you. What about now? Yeah. I mean, we, a whole generation can sing those songs, man. So it's yeah. awesome. Did you, have, did you have all those, or at least some of those in your, you know, your back pocket when it came time? Or were those all written after the Idol success? I had three of the songs on that record already written. Home was one of them. I wrote that before I even went on Idol. Um, and then uh, a song called Breakdown and Gone. I had those kind of roughed out, you know, in the you know, years prior to, to Idol, but, uh, but I did a lot of the work afterwards. Yeah. Cool, man. I think it won American Music Award and earned a couple, four Grammy nominations. Four, four, four. four American Music Awards and four Grammy nominations, but still yet to win a Grammy. <laughs> working on that, working on it. The key word is yet. It's going to happen. Yes, yes, um, I believe it. How important was that second album? Because uh, I think Leave This Town debuted at number one as well. No surprise was the big single, we all know. Yeah. Um, but how important was it for you to show that it wasn't like, okay, I had this one album right off of Idol, but you had right. a lot left in the tank. There was a lot of pressure because there was no pressure on that first record. I came in fourth, nobody cared. You know what I mean? It was, as far as like the label was concerned, it was like a safe bet for them. And I'd maybe sell a few hundred thousand records and it's no, you know, uh, it's no lost investment on their part. And then it did really well. And so the next record, everyone was like, you know, kind of looking over my shoulder, like, you know, uh, well, I don't know if this song is right, you know, and, and there was a lot of there was a lot of second guessing, a lot of pressure. But um, I kind of dug my heels in a little bit um, there towards the end because they didn't think we had the record. And I was like, I think I'm done writing. <laughs> I'm kind of I'm kind of burnt out here. We've been on tour for almost two years and, and uh, I think people are ready to hear something new. So um, but yeah, it, it's it's one of those things that um, I felt the pressure for sure. Well, you stepped up and delivered it. How, how have you think you've evolved over the next several ones? You know, your third was Break the Spell, fourth was Baptized, and then Cage to Rattle, I think, was your fifth. But how yeah. do you think you've changed or evolved or fine-tuned or even gotten better over, over, you know, the course of this? Well, I think I just have more life to write about now. And so I think the subject matter is a little more mature. And, and, and uh, I think as a songwriter, I just feel like, I feel like looking back, I was still really green uh, during that first record. And I feel like I've learned so much working with other writers and producers over the years. It, I think it just, and being on tour for, you know, ever <laughs> has, <laughs> has certainly, I think, made me a better performer, better singer. Um, and uh, I, we're, we're working on a new album now, which we're really, really excited about. I can't really say anything other than that. We were kind of deep into making it when, you know, everything got shut down. So, uh, we do have the first few songs lined up, I think, uh, coming soon. But, um, but, but as far as the record, that probably won't be done until next year. Okay. Well, bringing it sort of full circle, I think most recently we all saw you unmasked on The Masked Singer. Yeah, yeah. The Rottweiler singing Sia. Um, talk, I mean, that's, tell, talk about how it sort of brought you full circle back onto a competition show and the pressure Man. of you know, being able to see who it was. Yeah, I, it was it was extremely different from Idol in the sense that I was under this veil of anonymity the entire time. We didn't even know the other contestants. We didn't. I didn't realize I was in the same competition with Seal and Patti LaBelle. I'm like, are you <laughs> kidding me? I'm so glad I didn't because it would have totally ruined my whole psyche. Um, and so you're really in, essentially in competition with yourself and your your uh, 
finding it very hard to breathe in this very heavy, hot costume. And then you add choreography to it. And it's, it was, um, it was the most challenging uh, thing I've ever done on stage, but at the same time, the most liberating. I think you might have just flubbed into an album title, Veil of Anonymity. That's pretty nice. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome, man. Well, you've been generous with your time. We'll let you run. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much. We're excited uh, to bring some, some joy to the fans, and we can't wait for you to join us, and we can't wait to uh, get some new music to you guys very soon, very soon. All right, everybody. Chris Daughtry on WTOP. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me, man. Stay Thank safe. You. Stay safe. You too. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.